You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Bulldogs here on Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by NetSuite. We'll get to them in a second. And also brought to you by the man, the myth, the legend, Brooks Austin. How you doing, Brooks? I'm doing well, man. I got to tell you, you know, I, I try to consider all my product pretty professional. That intro y'all got, that thing's hitting. That little, I mean, little graphic, I, I know it's probably way above your head and way above your pay grade, but oh yeah, that thing slaps. They're, they're no. doing it right. It really does. Every single time that comes on, I bob my head a little bit every it's single little, time. Little, it gets you. It gets you. Yeah. Uh, hey, if you're joining us on YouTube, glad you're here on the channel. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Put the bell. Comment below. Alabama fan, I know you're still here, so go ahead. Comment all you want. 1980 is still alive. It's still good. Type it all you want. If you're on the podcast audio side, wherever you listen to, subscribe. Share with a friend. Let them know we're here. Uh, we brought Brooks on. We're going to let him give a little shout out to what he does. But essentially, uh, we are not gurus or insiders. Daniel and myself are not. But we'll tell you what, Brooks is pretty dang good at what he does. Film breakdown. We'll tell you where to find him in the future. But we brought him on to talk Michigan Wolverine matchup with uh, UGA coming up on December 31st. Um, so big picture, Brooks, I, I just want to ask this matchup. I got on this podcast yesterday and said uh, – Hutchinson and that other cat that I'm not going to try to say his name. Adobo. Um, Adobo. Thank you. Scare the tar out of me still yeah. to this day. So if you were to give your general feels a phrase or a word about our matchup with Michigan, uh, what would you say? Spider-Man meme. Okay. Spider-Man meme. If you look at like, it, so I do two types of scouting. Okay. One type of the scouting, you know, method that I'm going to lay out. Pretty much everyone does. The other type of scouting, I think I've kind of, you know, marked out a niche for myself in the market. One of them is called yep. box score scouting, right? You just take a look at the raw data, who they are on paper, size, weight, speed, what they look like on the box score, how often they run it, how often they throw it, how well they run it, how well they throw it, yards per efficiency. We got advanced analytics nowadays that we can mm. take. It. And now we got super advanced box score scouting, right? If you box score scout both of these programs for the last two, three, four years, they are Spider-Man meme. They are 60% run, 40% pass, 2,400 yards passing through the air every year, 2,400 yards plus rushing on, on the ground every year. They are a time of possession football team, and they are a control the line of scrimmage on both lines of scrimmage football team. They are Spider-Man meme. When you box score scout them, they are Spider-Man meme. Now, when you look at them on tape, stylistically uh -huh. they do it a little bit differently they, they get to the same motives right they want to be great in the red zone they kind of let you have their have your way in between the 20s defensively offensively they want to be great in the red zone they want to be efficient in there and they don't want to turn the football over right not a real high risk high reward football team on either end of the football they're kind of no. straight and narrow kind of boring honestly and if you look at it spider-man meme I, you could say a lot of the same things about georgia over the last four or five years under kirby smart um stylistically these two teams are identical it's fascinating they do it a lot differently but we, we could talk about that as we go through see now that's that's really wild I think that last little segment to that because a lot of Georgia fans are going to hear that and just get absolutely heated because they hate Jim Harbaugh they hate Michigan football they hate three yards in a cloud of dust but I think what you're saying hey, is there's like there's like four Georgia guys on that roster or on that staff okay 
They they have they have picked it. That's also why Georgia fans, I think, should hate Michigan. Um, mm. They've they've stolen some of your some of your high quality GAs now, some of your high quality grad assistants that work a lot behind the scenes that you don't really know a lot about. They end up at Michigan and then they revitalize and revamp their recruiting department. You start seeing them get a little you know better in terms of recruiting in the southeast. All these things start to change. Those are SEC coaches and NFL coaches on that staff up there in Michigan. They're really well coached and they got some dudes, man. Got some dudes. They, look, this is why I'm saying a lot of Georgia fans running their gums, which I don't understand because didn't we learn our lesson SEC championship, y'all? I learned my lesson. No, um, no we didn't. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm glad to hear no. that. Uh, but no, look, this Michigan team got got a lot of guys, a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. Uh, and yeah, that Spider-Man meme, I, I mean – you talk about controlling the game, talk about Kirby Smart, Jim Harbaugh, tough-nosed, disciplined football. I remember when the 49ers went to the Super Bowl, I said this yesterday on the pod, look, he, he had a good team, and I think they ran it like 46 times a game, you know? Yeah, it was. I mean, it was Kaepernick days. They were doing a bunch of spread option, RPO, you know, yeah. counter quarterback counter power type stuff. Um, yeah, they, they've, they've been a – I mean, the Harbaugh's in general, even back to days at Stanford, think about that, right, when he had uh, t- uh, Toby Gerhardt and all those yeah. guys. They were going 13 player personnel and just running the piss out of the football for four quarters. I mean, this is what this dude does, controls the line of scrimmage and recruits big people. And if you look at them defensively along that defensive line, man, I counted, I think, 12 bodies. I got 12 different guys they played on four positions on that defensive line, all of which average about six foot four, 290 pounds. Like even their defensive ends, man, even their defensive ends, Aiden Hutchinson. People see him as an edge rusher, which he is. He's six foot six, two hundred and sixty-five pounds. That that is a massive, massive NFL defensive end. Adobo, the guy that mm-hmm. they drop, they they let him cover. I watched today multiple clips of him covering tight ends, running down the seam, doing it effortlessly. He does so at six foot five, two hundred and fifty-five pounds. Look, that's okay, not natural, so, y'all. No, no, and, and it's also like I get a lot of SEC bias. A lot of people look at stuff and they say, "Oh my God, well, you know, the SEC, the SEC, the SEC." I'm here to tell you, Georgia doesn't have either of those guys physically on the roster. The good news is they got them coming. Like that, you see, they're changing things now, right? Marvin Jones, six six, two thirty, guy they just Ooh. signed in, in 2022. Michael Williams, six foot five or north of it, 250 pounds, 245 pounds as a senior in high school. Um, and then you got Darius Smith down there from Appling County. He's 6'6", 230 as a senior in high school. These guys will get better. They will look like this in a couple of years, but Michigan's got them now. They, they have them now. They are very, very big up front, and they can move, okay? So it's not just, oh, my God, they're big. Show me how fast they are. We play in the SEC. Can they handle the speed? Yeah, they, they handled the speed pretty daggum well against Ohio State, a team that can run as well. That's See, look, y'all, if you haven't reached for the buckets yet, I'm glad that you have the order in. Uh, get them in. We got supply chain demands. Maybe they'll be here by New Year's. I, I'm just telling you, uh, this is not going to be a lot of a lot of folks out here, 31, 17, whatever, whatever. Um, look, this this team can play. They're here for a reason, guys. It's to, not to just me, a it's not a it's not a run for the hills moment, though, because – when okay. I look at when I look at Kirby Smart's tenure at Georgia, I, you can do whatever you want. We can talk about your roster, how well you played through 12, 13 games in the Big Ten. You're a Big Ten national champion, or you know, conference champion. Yep. Stylistically, when teams come into Georgia or when teams face Georgia and they do the same stuff, like where where they try to play physical, they try to control the line of scrimmage. They don't do it modernly and explosively. They don't make you throw it forty five times on your end of the football, right? Kirby Smart's pretty much undefeated in those matchups. Think, think, think about, I mean, think about it. 
he's won 85% of his games. He's eight and eight in regular season football games in which his opponents make him throw the ball 30 times or more. Michigan ain't going to do that. They're not going to, they're not no. going to, Georgia might not get 50 snaps offensively. I think this is a, you know, 45, 50 snaps offensively for both teams, 90 total snaps. Okay. Get out and, and, and play a really, really quick physical football game. That's what I think this one shapes up like, honestly. Uh, that's good news. Yeah. I think people forget like Kirby can play and he plays in these games really, really well. We're going to come back after this and let Brooks talk a little bit about maybe something on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball and give us some more about that. But first, want to let you know about prize picks. Bowl season is here, Georgia fans. I've been telling you about prize picks. If you still haven't signed up, what are you waiting for? In addition to college football action, prize picks makes college basketball more exciting, which we need a lot of that at Georgia. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. It's a leader in college sports. Daily fantasy offers more college football and basketball props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players as well as power five and mid major players you may not have heard of. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of. In basketball, you can play points, rebounds, assists, threes made, and more. All the users right now go over to pricepicks.com, put them in promo code locked on, and get up to a hundred dollar match deposit. You put a hundred bucks in, they'll match it up to a hundred bucks. You pick two to five players over under the projections. You could win up to 10 times any entry. Don't hesitate. Check out pricepicks.com. Use promo code locked on. Go to the app store and download the app today. Price picks is daily fantasy made. Easy. I want to also let you know about NetSuite. This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, HR, inventory planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of the competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 38,000 businesses already use NetSuite for the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade. NetSuite.com slash locked. Head to NetSuite.com slash locked for the special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash locked. You can do it, it, brother. We My did it, man. Lord. Good Woo, you're a good reader. All Woo. right, here we go. Woo. <laughs> um, Brooks, you talked about it. You talked about this. Spider-Man meme, but also George is not going to have to throw 35 times a game that Kirby does really well against these teams. And yeah, if you're going to tell me um, which coach and which team is going to be more physical at the point of attack, I'm going to take Kirby and Georgia every single time. Like there's no doubt Mm -hmm. about that. But at the same time, they also have explosiveness on their offensive uh, Mm -hmm. running backs. They got a lot of that. So what advantage, so we'll, we'll get to their offense in a second, but on our offense, what advantage, advantage do we have on the offensive side against Michigan's D? Yeah, so, I mean, to be honest with you, I have thought that Georgia's pass protected really, really well this year. I, I thought there's been some room yes. for, for massive improvement in terms of, you know, run game blocking, think, you know, pushing guys off the line of scrimmage. I don't think they've really controlled or gotten a, a major push and on a consistent basis this year, but they have pass blocked their backsides off, I think, offensively. And a lot of that, I mean, I mean, I think they were top six or top five in the country in sacks allowed. A lot of that has to do with your your coordinator, right? Moving your quarterback, always mm-hmm. rolling him, play action in him, booting him, doing all kinds of good stuff. 
It has a lot to do with him, but it also has a lot to do with your quarterback. Even when pockets collapse, he's able to make some plays with his legs. But, I mean, I I don't know if there's one specific area where I look at it and say, Georgia's got them beat here. I will tell you that they run a lot of man coverage, but they run a lot of NFL concepts, which Mm. NFL concepts defensively might, you know, maybe confuse college coordinators like a guy like Ryan Day for example, right? A guy that's run a whole bunch of RPO and a whole bunch of, uh, you know, screen game and a whole bunch of bubble type stuff and a whole bunch of stuff in the flat with smoke and mirrors to to disguise you and then hit you with some deep crossers and some verticality. That's not really what Munkin does. Munkin's offense is designed to be NFL defenses because that's what he'd been doing for the last three or four years. So Mm. I I think when you look at a a defensive coordinator like where Michigan comes from, that is a Baltimore Ravens-led uh, you know, coaching staff, which means you're going to get a lot of two high safeties, man underneath. Okay. So when you see a pretty consistent range of what they do schematically, I like Munkin's odds there. And I always go into matchups like this thinking, okay, if it's coordinator versus coordinator, what, what do I see? I see a really well coached football team from Michigan, but they do some pretty basic stuff. Okay, some stuff that we can kind of line up and know where they're at. We can dictate what they're going to do. We can figure out where it is they're coming from, and we can attack that way. Um, I don't necessarily see Michigan being able to do that to Georgia's offense. There's no predictability. There's nothing I can predicate and make you do, right? Um, I just have to rely on my guys being super talented. Mm. right? If Aiden Hutchinson or Ajobo or Dobo completely wrecked this game, then they wrecked this game. They, they've That's done right. that at points this year, okay? But Will Anderson didn't really have that moment. Now, he flashed, okay? He had moments where on third and two, they needed a big TFL. Boom, he pops, right? But what you can't have is Aiden Hutchinson getting pressures down in, down out. That can't happen. And the other thing is when they do get pressures, when they do get sacks, they cannot be game wreckers. You cannot roll off play action Stetson Bennett See Will Anderson, or in this case, Aiden Hutchinson, standing mm-hmm. in your grill and then throw across your body for an interception in the red zone. Those things can't happen. And if they do, then you're relying on your defense to make consistent stops against an offense that you're already hinting on. They're super explosive. They're super explosive. When you box score scout these guys, something stands out really, really drastically. It, I mean, it's freakishly how much it stands out. Um, and we'll talk about that when we get to their offense. And it, it talks yep. about explosivity. That's what it is. Yeah. Look, yeah, I, I know much maligned the rushing attack for Georgia, but you want to talk about uh, the passing attack. Look, it's not on the receivers, it's not on O-line. Guys, they've been doing their job. That offensive line, I've been loving all single year when we drop would, back into that pass pro. I would counter I would counter in the sense that I've seen wide receivers bust multiple routes, you know, have, well, have problems with depths. I've seen some drops, some critical drops in some certain situations. Saw a busted route from A.D. Mitchell. I saw a busted route from George Pickens the first, first series of the game. When it looked like Stetson on, on the TV copy, it looked like Stetson forced the football. When yep. you looked at the film copy, George Pickens did just didn't break the route off sharp enough against the, the zone coverage he saw. So I see a young receiver group, but then yes. again, there there has been some some inconsistencies, let's say, at the quarterback position where there's just stretches of the game where there's just not great quarterback play. And you can't have that. No. Oh, good golly. We can spend a whole episode on that. What um, disadvantages do we have on offense? You know, I, I do think they have – I mean, they're really, really long at corner. Like, they, they've they taken that – I mean, honestly, Clint, 
This is an SEC football team hanging out up north. That's what they are. Y'all listen. They're, Y'all listen to this. I'm, I'm dead serious. Look at the look. And people, I, I said this today, and people say, well, ro- roster de- ro- rosters lie. Talking about heights and weights. Dude, you ain't playing corner right now in Michigan. You ain't playing defensive back at Michigan right now if you ain't six foot plus. It's an SEC roster. They're nickel, 6'1". They're strong safety, 6'1", 221". I mean, he's as big as N'Kobe Dean playing safety, height, weight-wise. Uh, you can you can tell me, you can tell me, oh, they lie on the roster. That's fine. Georgia does, too. Because guess who ain't 330 and is about 360? Jordan yeah. Davis. Okay. That's right. Guess who ain't uh, six foot two and is really about six foot even? Nicobe Dean. Okay, everyone fiddles with these numbers. So what 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 it says on the roster might be 90, 95% true. The dudes are still big as hell. Okay, it's an SEC roster. So when I say that they play two high safeties and, and they rely on six guys in the box to stop the run, that means they're dropping five on every single down into coverage. And a lot of the times, Clint, they're playing man coverage up underneath and two single high safeties over the or two two high safeties over the top, which means they're saying, "What's up, baby? Our six guys are going to stop you in the run game. Yep. We're going to get after you in the pass, and we're going to man you up, and we're going to play two safeties over the top. So pick your poison. What are you going to do? They line up. They play big physical football, man. And twelve out of the thirteen teams have cowered, have absolutely cowered against this defense." Now, see, that's when Georgia was running great on defense before we hit the buzzsaws Alabama. What happened is we did that. We said, hey, we're going to man up. We're going to let our our defensive line, we're going to bring some pressure now and then. But, hey, we got some cats that are going to get after it. They're doing the same exact thing. We called it Seattle Seahawk football back in the day of Pete Carroll running those defenses. They just said, we got better players than you, and we're going to out-technique you and outplay you every single down. Um, that's problematic if we can't keep on rhythm with our run game, which we said, hey, we, we got to get this thing up and cranking because if they tee off on that if Hutchinson and Adobe are, are doing their thing like I, I, and I don't like I'll, that I'll tell you this Clint they they do leave natural bubbles and voids in their defensive front in the run game they okay. are very very much so a bend but don't break defense okay now they they do really really well inside the 20s don't get me wrong but they don't allow a bunch of possessions inside the red zone they mm. just don't they, they they might give up a couple first downs and then stall you out at the 40. Because what they're banking on defensively is a havoc play. Very, very similar yes. to Georgia in the, in the years yes. past. Nowadays, Georgia just re- relies on suffocating, right? Just swallowing a defense and just or an offense and just holding them until they have no breath left in their body and, and they have to punt the football. Well, Michigan kind of banks on, oh, well, you just got sacked on second and 10, so now it's third and 15. Good luck. Or, oh, you, you you thought you would it would be a good idea to pass on first down play action? Well, Adobo just played the quarterback and sacked you. Now you're second and 20. Okay, so Ooh. they have a lot of those types of plays that put teams behind situations or in situations where they're not likely to convert, whereas Georgia just gets you in third and seven over and over and over again. It says, all right, if you're going to beat us today, you're going to beat us on third and five, third and That's seven. Right. That's right. Michigan says you're either going to get a first down or you're going to be in third and 16. Boo, boo, boomer bust. And I don't, uh, I don't necessarily like that. Hey, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about our defense against Michigan's offense, that explosive offense that again, if you don't think they're explosive because they run the ball 80 times a game, like you're just lying to yourself. We're going to talk about that. Uh, but first we'll let you know about bet online, bet online has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues this March through the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs. 
Bet Online remains your number one spot for all sports actions this season. Head over to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of this amazing offer available for 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of this new amazing offer that's available to you. Bet online where the game starts. want to also let you know about Built Bar. Built Bar is the tastiest protein bar on planet Earth. We've been talking about them forever. They are tasty. I'm telling y'all. They are a candy bar that is a protein bar. How does it work? I don't know. I don't ask the... Look... We're not here. Are you just just we're not out scientists. here? We're not scientists. I'm I'm not. I, that's not no. my forte. Okay, um, we're fans and uh, gurus. Uh, well, that fan guru. Um, but Built Bar is the tastiest protein bar. It is high in fiber, low in sugar, high in protein. Has all your favorite flavors uh, from cherry to mint to chocolate to orange chocolate. Get them this holiday season. Head over right now to builtbar.com. Put in the promo code locked on and receive fifteen percent off your entire order. That's 15% off your entire order at builtbar.com, the tastiest protein bar on planet earth. Uh, get over there right now. Been telling them forever. If you haven't caught on, you need to, that's builtbar.com. All right, Brooks, uh, let's talk about our, our suffocating defense and how we plan to attack them. What is one advantage that we have on the defensive side of the ball against Michigan's offense? Hmm. Well, let's talk about Michigan's offense just from, let's do from- it you know, from a 360 degree view. So they're, they're 60% run 40% pass, but yet they're top seven in every advanced explosive data metric you can possibly find. So very similar to Georgia, Georgia runs the ball. I think 57% of the time this year, uh, per data, uh, and they're top five in EPA and all these advanced analytics in terms of explosive data metrics. What does that tell me? That tells me your offensive coordinator is pretty damn good at whatever he's doing. Mm-hmm. Right? If you can remain explosive, turns out their offensive coordinator won the Broyles Award for uh, the best assistant assistant coach in college football. So that's something he kind of knows what he's doing. And the, I, I think, and what I wrote here, I, I'll be honest, I've only box scored scout them. I have not looked at offensive film yet. And here's what I have after I looked at all these notes, right? They're 400, they have 451 yards per game. That's 18th, 228 passing yards, 67. So they don't throw it a bunch. We know that. 223 rushing yards per game. That's top 10. 6.4 yards per play. Here comes the explosive metrics. That's top. Here we 15. go. Okay. 1.26 OFEI, which is a, basically an explosive data that, collects all of the explosive metrics and makes them into basically a whole number. Um, and they're fourth in the country in that. So bottom line, what I wrote down was they're a run-based offense that is explosive. They must be schematically special, which they are. They are. In the run game, they're far more creative than a lot of teams, okay? Which, again, the history of Jim Harbaugh mm-hmm. would tell you that, that that's what they're going to do, okay? They're going to get in a lot of I-formation stuff. And again, this is this is me from a distance looking at them. When their explosives hit, looks like they're in I form, two tights, like just coming downhill. You know, they ain't doing no east and west stuff. Like they're no. playing, they're playing big boy football. They're coming downhill, but they're doing it with a bunch of pin and pull stuff, using angles up front on the offensive line, allowing counters, powers, things like this for athletic big guys to be in space blocking smaller athletic guys. Okay. So big bodies on little bodies, hats on hats, 
open space. I saw a bunch of 70, 75-yard touchdown runs this year from Michigan, which you guys know, if you're watching right now and you're a Georgia fan, if you're listening right now and you're a Georgia fan, your butt's been running the football 60% of downs for five years. And when was the last time you saw an 80-yard touchdown run? That's exactly right. When was the last time you saw a 75-yard touchdown run? So it tells me, Wide receivers block their ever-loving backsides off on the backside, okay, mm-hmm. and on, on downfield, okay? And they're getting a lot of running backs running into wide-open spaces where all they've got to do is one-on-one with the safety and make guys miss. And that's that's hard to stop unless you're committing a bunch of hats to the box. And I think that's what Georgia ends up doing. I don't think I, don't think I look at a roster like Michigan's and say, oh, man, is there a wide receiver I'm terrified of? I, I yeah. don't see one of those, nor am I really worried about Cade McNamara. No offense, Cade. If you're watching No, tonight, he, you're I, I take – it's but. offense from me. I give you offense because I'm not scared of you one bit. He he won't. That's exactly right. I, this this wide receiver group, the, the guy that did scare you, he's gone for the year. He was gone for the year after game one. That was the cat that can ball, can play. He's not there anymore. This running back, the top two running backs are skilled and talented. And if you're telling me – again – Y'all hear that fourth in explosiveness, fourth in explosiveness. That tells you something, guys. Like this is not dink and dunk. This is not wishbone. Like we can we can make fun of it all we want. I mean, do they have like per per NCAA media and per NCAA voting? They have the best offensive coordinator in the sport this year. There you go. Like, however they do it, it doesn't matter. The guy's pretty damn good at it. Like how whatever they're scoring thirty seven point seven points per game and controlling time of possession, they're they're doing what Georgia again Spider Man meme. They're doing what Georgia's been doing. Top twenty in offense, top ten in efficiency. Let's just be really really efficient and explosive at times. Let's take our let's take our shots when we need to. We're not going to run ninety plays a game like Ohio State. We're not going to run eighty five plays a game like even Alabama. We're not going to do it that way. We're going to run 75 plays a game. We're going to be extremely, extremely efficient the entire game. No negative plays. Always staying ahead of the sticks. And when we need our shots and we need to take our shots, by God, we're going to execute on our shots. That's how these two teams play offense. Whereas other teams play it like the, the Steph Curry and the Warriors model. We're just going to put up 100 threes today. Yeah. We're going to put up 100 threes today, and if we hit 90 of them or if we hit 80 of them, we beat you by 100. And if we only go 50% today on our threes, we still beat you by 20. You know, like that's the way they've shifted the model. Michigan and Georgia are still playing it in the old school model, the NFL model. That's right. That's right. That's exactly right. Uh, Offensive coordinators, guys, coaching matters a lot, not just the head cap, but coordinators matter a whole great deal. Uh, There's a whole lot of assistants over there now who are born and bred SEC. Bring that blood with them. Um, All right, so – so our defense against their offense, uh, we, we not, need to try to suffocate them on these explosiveness, on these plays and that sort of thing. Where's a weakness that we don't match up well against Michigan's offense? Sorry. Um, a, a, a weakness? A weakness on our defense against well, their offense. I don't think Georgia's really shown a weakness defensively this year uh, up until Alabama, and the only weakness was, hey, let's just like not blow coverages on third down. Can we just like not do that? Like, I, I didn't see any major deficiencies. There wasn't one specific player getting beat. It was Lewis seen bust of coverage here. Latavius Bernie, you know, whatever it is. So so another guy bust of coverage here. Devontae Wyatt falls down while, you know, spying the quarterback. 
Golly. Trayvon Walker doesn't rap correctly. I mean, it was just one after like things they hadn't done all year. Didn't really make a whole bunch of like mental mistakes for damn sure. Georgia oh, yeah. defensively did not make a single mental mistake all year. It looked like on tape, like no busted coverages at all, period. Not one. You can't find one on tape until Alabama. And then it's like they had four of them in a half. Like it just to me, it one quarter, just the second quarter. Was, yeah, one quarter. To me, it doesn't seem sustainable to think that that's like the new the new standard. Like no. those things won't get fixed because they will. Um, so I, I like when I'm looking at Georgia's defense, the weakness I would think is like, yeah, I mean, if you get them in empty, you might be able to pick them apart for 400 yards, but you're going to have to throw it 45 times, 50 times. Like if you want to do that, that's fine. But yeah, how many teams can do that? How many, te- how many teams have Bryce Young's to get, to get, into, to, to get into empty and say, oh, well, all right, nine, here we go, baby. You go have to beat them. If, That's right. if we if we win today, you throw it 45 times for 450 yards and four tutties and don't turn it over. Go home, bud. Like, I, I don't see there, – there are no weaknesses in terms of what Michigan does. You know how explosives yeah. happen, Clint, in the run game? How's not that? only great receivers blocking downfield, not only like offensive linemen dominating the line of scrimmage. A lot of the times, explosives like that in the run game – come from busted assignments in run defense, right? Not being in the correct gap, right? Not That's having right. correct eye discipline, not having correct gap discipline. Um, You've been a Georgia fan long enough. How many times have you heard those keynote terms and, and coach speak terms in pre- and post-game press conferences from your head coach? It's what they eat, sleep, and All breathe at Georgia. If, if, right. if Georgia – that's another one. We haven't seen Georgia rush for a 70-yard touchdown in a long time themselves, but – When's the last time you saw them give up one? Yep. I mean, seriously. When was the last time you saw somebody take off on Georgia for 85 yards, 80, 70 yards? It just don't happen. Um, no, that's they're, right. They're, they're really, really gap sound. That's exactly right. And again, Kirby preaches this. This is his model. This is his mentality. He is a trench first guy. He is a control the run game. You control everything else. Even if you face somebody like Alabama, if they make them one dimensional, then we can do something else. It's been his mentality. And now we go up against the team that again, just says, okay, like, I'll run at you. You run at me. We'll play a game of chicken and see which one of us does this. Um, that's exactly what's happening. Uh, Brooks, tell the people where they can find you, your Twitter and all your all your video, your film breakdown. Wh- where can the people find you? Yeah, you can check me out on Twitter at Brooks Austin SI. Um, you can check out all of our articles on dogsdaily.com. Uh, we're actually about to release one right now that JT Daniels has tested positive for COVID. There it is. Um, and sorry to drop that bomb on you here. No, it's, look, it's um, look, y'all. The QB I, controversy. If you notice, I've been stack. hella preoccupied. I've been over <laughs> here like looking at phones, three different screens. It's just we talked about a pre-show. It's every day, man. It's like it's this all man's day, grinding. Like, stay locked in all the time. Stay locked on all the time. Um, there you go. But no, you can check me out at Brooks Austin SI. Anything I ever do is on Twitter over there, and you know whatever. I appreciate you for having me, Clint. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, guys, go and, find him. And, of him. course, Patreon.com. You know, whatever. I was just going to say. Patreon.com. If you want to be there. Patreon.com. I, I don't like to shove my subscription model everywhere. I shove it all over the place on Twitter because it is great content. But if you like film breakdowns, if you like the quote-unquote guru stuff like these guys talk about, yep. it's all over there. The inside information. This JT Daniels story that we're about to put out on SI.com, it was on Patreon five hours ago. So That's right. Like, that, that's how those things work over there. That is my – Inside Intel premium subscription model. Um, it's my football only fans, baby. So come break down uh, some X's and O's. 
Look, y'all, Breakdown X and O's, you will see him literally break down film. with. It's like I'm back in college, back with the clicker, back Ain't with the show. It's so much fun. I got to tell you, it got me so geared up. After watching that, I just wanted to have that clicker back in my hand, get on the whiteboard. Go check him out. He gave it all. Uh, hey, thanks for joining us. This is Locked On Bulldogs here on Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.